99 drinks still left to go Welcome all in and enjoy the show It's me though, with I'm the host You know, so sit back, relax, grab a snack and let's go Know my hooky my welcome on in or welcome back to the 99 Dreams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rawri, and today we've lined up an amazing guest. I'm super excited to introduce this one to you guys. Is one of the hardest workers I've ever seen on Instagram and TikTok when I came across his content. So but let's just get into it, eh? No my Herman, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? I'm good, bro. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Bro, so excited to have you here, man. Thank you so much. But before we get into it, can you give us a call why Norway, who you are, and where you're from? Of course. So my name is Herman Jack Paul. Um, I'm 25 years young. Uh, I currently live in Hamilton, Hamilton's home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of here, there, and everywhere, um, like across the country do- doing my thing. But home is Hamilton, so I'm based out here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I run a clothing and event brand. Um, but, I mean, I like to see it more as, like, a movement. Um, but, yeah, that's what I do. and I love what I do, so. Yo, man, there's so many different ways we could take this. But I guess the first we'll start with is, you know, how did you become the version of you you are today? So where did it all start? You grew up in Hamilton, went to school and everything there? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Hamilton. I mean, I was I was in Cambridge um, at, like, a young age, which is just, like, outside of Hamilton. It's very, like, it's, like, maybe, like, 20 minutes out. Um, and then I moved to Hamilton when I was maybe like nine, I think. And, um, ever since, yeah, I went to school here. Um, yeah, just like, I don't know, like a a normal kid, just like everyone else. And then, um, I went and studied in Palmerston North at uni. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like a lot of things really shaped me to kind of get, get, get to the point where I am now. And I've kind of seen that, um, going back and like looking back to certain things where I've been like, oh, you know, like that, that definitely played like a huge impact as to like why I'm doing what I do now, you know? So it's kind of like picking up those things, like down the line and seeing them, but like, oh, okay, it all makes sense. Yeah. So what did you study down at Palmy? Uh, I, I studied sports management. Ah, um, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's completely different to like what I do now, but um, I was really into football. And um, like I took a double gap year after high school because I had no clue what I was keen to do. Um, and then eventually I was like, all right, it's just time to pull the trigger on something and just figure it out. So I was like, all right, I'll just do sports management. Um, I went there. Um, it, it, it was interesting. It was fun. Um, I think bigger than the thing that I was actually studying was just like being in that environment where you're kind of away from home and you're with, um, you know, just all these people that have come from all across the country and world and um, just kind of figuring out who you really are just, just by being in that environment is such yeah, a, like a big thing, I think, for me. Hard out. It is like I went the uni routes as well, and I feel like the the growth you get when you move away from home is crazy, right? A hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, like I, it's honestly like first year of uni was just like the best year of my life, and I feel like it played a huge part in really kind of finding who 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 I am. Just before that, I feel like it was just I was clueless. Um, I had nothing, and then um. Just, just being there and being away from home and kind of like, because I, I like chose to go to Palmerston North because it was a place where I didn't know anyone and I'd never been. Um, so like I could have gone and studied in like Auckland and stuff, but I thought 
nah, like I'll go somewhere that's completely outside my comfort zone um, and just figure it out because so much more opportunity to, to like go, go to a place where you know nothing and just try to find out who you are as well. Yeah, that's so true. And I think that's probably why I picked Otago too, but further away because I'm from Taranaki. So pick the oh, furthest yeah. possible place I could go away from home without actually yeah. leaving yeah. the country. You did sports um, management, you said. Why did you choose Palmy and not Otago? Because I did um, uh, physical education activity and health with a minor in sport development and management. I honestly, I had no clue that even like that Otago even offered it because. Like, I know that there's, like, sports and exercise and there's, like, sports management. Um, I, I thought it was only Palmerston North and Auckland. But, I mean, if if I had known, I probably would have gone there because it's even further away and I would have loved it. <laughs> but, I mean, no regrets at all. Like, I love my time in Palmerston North and people, like, shit on it all the time. But, I don't, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like a second home now. And, you know, like, every time I drive through or any time I stop there, I just get all these, like, memories of when I was studying there. And it's just, oh, dude, it's it's such a cool feeling just, like, being there again. And, like, the nostalgia of thinking, like, yo, in one day in 10 years' time, I'm going to drive through this town with kids or whatever and be like, look, you know, I used to do this and that and that. It's just so cool to think about. Right. That's uh, what I'm looking forward to one day is, you know, heading back to Dunners and be like, yo, check that. Oh, bro, I remember this. Or I remember when this place was a pub. <laughs> yeah. So with the sort of series of events that occurred while you were at Palmy, um, sort of lead you into your next venture? Of course, yeah. Now, um, it was, so I kind of started the brand in 2020, which was my final year of study in Palms North. Um, and like, it, it was d- during that break between the end of 2019 to the start of 2020, like that summer kind of break. And I was back home in Hamilton um, and at the time I was going through like a breakup. So I, I was just trying to do anything I could just to keep my mind, just like moving on, like doing things just, just to keep busy. Um, and, and, and it all kind of started with this idea of like, yo, I really just want to throw like a concert and just hear the music that I really enjoy listening to. Um, and I had no clue how to do it at all. Like I was completely clueless, but I was like, I'll just figure it out as I go. Um, and I did it and I loved it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to uni and I'm going to do a like an even bigger one there um, and it just worked out so yeah it was cool all right that's crazy <laughs> shout out to the person that uh broke your heart man <laughs> <laughs> for real so how much sort of drive and motivation do you need to have to sort of start something like this i think i think when you're starting it all you really need is curiosity um, to be curious about like what it could be because um, that's how I started. Like, I'll, like just anything I do, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about because I really believe that if you're going to do something, you have to do it right. So that's important. But, but the first biggest thing is just having that curiosity to be like, hey, like, why don't I try this? Because maybe I'll enjoy it. Um, and I tried it. And when I was in the process of trying to get it all set up and everything, it was it was full on. It was just like, all right, I'm I'm gonna go home and go on my computer and spend eight hours here trying to Google everything I can to kind of understand something about it, because um, I I just had no clue what I was doing. But but that was kind of like the fun of it. It was this idea of like, yo, I'm about to enter into something that is completely unknown to me that I have no clue about. 
but it's this process of trying to learn and become better and better and better at it. Um, and, and it just turned into like a game. Like even now, um, I'm still learning and I probably always will be. But it's just fun being able to know that this is where I am now, but I, I, I have the potential to be way up here or even further than that, you know? And it's just trying to constantly like chase that and better yourself and just become better and better and better for sure. Well, that's such a powerful statement. And for those people that do love chasing that next thing, but not in a way that you're going, okay, cool, I've achieved that, put that to the side, next thing. It's about that process of learning and how you can take that knowledge and keep using it to propel you forward to continue to make better and better products. What we didn't touch on is, um, would you be able to explain to the whānau what it is exactly that Herman does for the people? So, a lot. I, say, <laughs> um, so, the brand itself is like clothing and events, right? And um, it, it's cool to, to kind of be able to do both because one, like fashion and music are very like intertwined, you know, like fashion influences music, music influences fashion a lot of the time. Um, so, on the event side of things, it's, it's throwing free shows across the country, um, you know, all out of pocket. Um, bringing people together um, and trying to connect like-minded people and dreamers with others. Um, and then on the clothing side of things, just, yeah, I mean, like we we let people pick the prices of shirts. Like we just did one the other day and, you know, we give away a bunch of shit. Like it's it's not really a business. Like like one, I just hate the term business because like I, I understand that it is a business, but I, I, I try to always steer away from that because I think when you, when you, when you say business, it's it's very money focused um and i hate the idea of having to be focused on making money um i i just believe that if you're doing the right kind of work the money will will find you um so it's not this game of oh okay um i I need to turn over fifty thousand dollars this month otherwise my life's over it's more just like what can i do to create cooler shit and just have fun with it and just trust that the money will come and that's just how i've always treated it and it's always worked. So, I mean, you know, I, I want to stick with that even when the brand is a hundred times bigger than it is now. Just because, one, it takes the stress off because you're having fun while you're doing it. Two, you're, you're creating stuff that you actually care about. And it's not about, oh, I need to do this design because it's going to sell a thousand more shirts. No, I'm going to create what I enjoy creating. And if people like it, then they like it. If not, then it is what it is, you know? Yo, that's so true. And it's such uh, a fresh perspective hearing that because nine times out of 10, everyone's like, sweet, I'm going to put out 70 of these and I need to make X profit. So then I can put out 90 of them next time and make X profit and keep going that way. Whereas the way you explain it and the way you want to see your brand grow is such a beautiful um, way to put it. And I think that's why that's from an outsider looking in is why you've been quite successful in growing your your audience and your community that follow you are very passionate about skip the boat yeah i mean i I think it's all about laying that like foundation um and trying to create like a strong foundation for, for yourself to actually build on you know um if it's solely about making a profit um it's 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 way different you know it's it's a whole different game but i think the game that i'm playing um i'm in my own lane and i'm doing what i enjoy doing i'm trying to create something much bigger than just t-shirts and clothing and make some money you know like like 
there's a bigger end goal to all of this. It's 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 not just opening up a store and then selling shirts and you know like to me that's boring. Like I've always said that like if if I get bored at what I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it and I'm gonna try something else. You know like I want to live a life where I'm doing shit that excites me every single day and stuff that I actually enjoy doing instead of having to treat what I do as a nine to five and trying to you know turn over a profit and do all this and that. Um, I don't know, it's just my outlook. And I, I'm sure a, a million people will, will disagree with me because their whole argument is, you know, well, you, you, you have to focus on m- money when it's a business. And I've had a million people come to me and tell me that, like, oh, you should do this, you should do this. Um, and, 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 and the thing is, like, I take advice. Um, like, I think it's important to, to always be open to it because people know a lot more than what we know, you know? Like, everyone's had experiences in life. Um, but no one knows what I want, you know, only I know that. So, so, so at the end of the day, I take advice when it's useful to me. Um, and I, I always make the decisions that I think are going to benefit what's best for the brand. So. That's me. I guess a question I would like to ask is in the losses, how do you stay positive and passionate to keep pushing forward? Bro, I love the losses. I love it. Honestly, like having a drop do awful and flopping is so much better than it doing amazing because like I'm, I'm playing this game of just trying to like better myself and get better and better and better. And if everything did just win, if everything just hit every single time, I, I would get so bored of it so quick and, and I would have stopped doing this like a year ago. But the fact that like I take a loss and I'm like, oh, all right, like how can I, how can I get better for the next time I drop? How can I better this so so this problem doesn't happen again? That's fun to me. Like, like I'm trying to like play this game of just trying to better myself and get better and better and better because eventually I'm going to be the best version of myself that, that I can possibly be. Um, and it's just trying to like lead to that moment, I guess. But yeah, no, I feel like that that's one of the biggest things with anything anyone ever does, is, especially clothing brands that are starting now and everything. Um, I think you see a lot of brands come come and go um, and that's solely because they they don't really have that kind of mentality where where the loss is kind of like encouraging them and motivating them to do better. It's you know it's it's a tough game and and if you're gonna take all the losses to heart, you're you're just not gonna survive because yeah, like you're gonna have a drop, do absolutely terrible, and you're gonna be gone because it's not profitable, or whatever. But if you're in it because you really enjoy what you do and you love just you know trying to get better and better and better, you're gonna take all the hours and turn them into lessons and just keep on improving. Like that's how I see it, to be honest. Hard like. L's shouldn't really stand for losses. They should just stand for lessons. And I fully agree with you, bro. It's those losses that kind of drive you to go again. Because me, I'm super competitive. I hate losing. But when I do lose, I'm like, run it back. Run it back. Let's go another mile. Let's go another minute. I ain't losing again. Go again. And then you get that window like, yo, next up. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I faced so many. Like, I did a show in Wellington. Um, It was September last year. And, um, you know, I spent a whole month there. Like, we documented the entire process. We, we, we brought over an artist from America and everything. And it's, it's essentially, like, we spent, like, $40,000 putting this project together. You know, it was a free show. There was no profit. It was 40000 just for the people. Um, and it was just a huge L. Um, you know, like, the police shut our shit down. Um, we had to change venues, like, four times. 
everything kind of just collapsed in like the last 24 hours. Um, and it was just the most hectic time ever. But looking back on it, I'm so grateful that that happened because I learned so much from it that the next event I did in Christchurch, like two months after that, it was the best event I've probably ever done because I was so prepared for that moment because I took Wellington and I learned everything from it that I went into Christchurch being so confident about what I had to do. And I was so, I was so like in the zone where I was like, all right, I know that this is going to happen. I have to prepare for this. You know, I've, I've seen this happen before. How, how can I stop this from happening again? Um, so, yeah, I mean, most people, if, if, if they took a $40,000 loss, you know, they're out, they're like out, out of the game. But, but to me, it was like, all right, I took a 40K loss is what it is. Um, it was, it was a 40K lesson to me. So, you know, either I use that and, and, and I take that lesson and I improve myself or I just let that 40K go to waste and I ended there and all right, it's done. And then I've lost the money and I learned nothing from it. So it's, it's kind of just that mentality of like, how, how do you want to see it? You know, there's two ways that you can go. And if you pick one way, you're, you're going to bitter yourself and you pick the other, it's game over. Bro, the way you just explained that made me instantly think that 40k is the same as going to university and not using your degree or like dropping out midway through you've just wasted your 40k did you yeah. learn anything maybe not whereas the bro he's just chucked that 40k into another experience learned a whole bunch and made it happen the next time so what are some of the things that you got wrong at that wellington show that you turned around for Christchurch? so <clears throat> I feel like the biggest one, um, and this is kind of where it all kind of just turned to shit, was um, it was we we had this venue um, and it was sick and they pulled out on us because there was way too much interest for our event. I think we had about 20,000 people text in that were interested in coming. Obviously, not all 20,000 w- would turn up, um, but that really spooked that first venue. So then we, we kind of had three weeks to find like a new warehouse space. Um, and then we, we, we found one and, you know, we paid them like 10 grand to, just to use it for one day. And um, they pulled out on us like a day before the show. And um, it turned out that the people that, that, that we paid to use that space, they, they weren't the owners of the space. They were subleasing it from the owners. Um, and even though we, we had a contract with them and everything, at the end of the day, the final call is the person who, who owns the property. Um, so the police found out about event. They they started questioning everyone around it, and um, they got in contact with the owner of the warehouse and basically said, "Hey, this is not going to happen. Tell them to shut it down," um, which I had no right to do, but they did it anyway. And um, he got scared and he shut it down. Whereas in Christchurch, I made sure I spoke directly to the person who owned the property, not the people that were like le- leasing it under them or whatever. You know, I went straight to like the main source, um, and that's just a thing that that you learn like at the end of the day like um you know i like it's not like skip the boats a team with a thousand employees who who are doing all these background checks and checking everything like you know i'm just trying to do what i can um and even doing contracts and stuff like you know i'm learning like i'm pretty sure when when we did the contract for our artists that that we booked for that show um because it was our first time booking an artist from like la um we like it was just us on google trying to figure out how to put together like a contract for an artist and um we just had no clue what we were doing so we just took out parts of the contract changed stuff and everything and at the the end we weren't even sure if it was a proper contract or not but it was just trying to like learn from it you know what i mean (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it was just real DIY. Real DIY. But hey, that's what you do in those beginning stages. You just fuck it, try something. Oh. If it sticks, it sticks. <laughs> exactly. Well, since then, have you utilized like um, ChatGPT and things to help you with all those processes, or you just learned those along the way and you've already have those skills now? I should be, to be honest. Um, ChatGPT is insane. Um, I only like found out about it like not too long ago, but I think it's it like it's kind of scary. Um, even yesterday, I, I I had like this thing pop up on like my Snapchat. It was like AI or something like that. <laughs> And um, it, it, it like freaked me out. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but I don't know. It it kind of scares. Me. I mean, it's cool. It's cool, and it's cool how like easily accessible information is now. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of scary as well when you think about it in like the long run. <laughs> oh, bro, it's super scary. I'm I'm mad interested in it because mm. me, I know nothing about business or contracts or anything to do with trying to organize and run something it's just a wealth of information and how quick it can write things yeah. and come up with the answers bro it's so crazy but what i love most about it is that you probably you're, you're a creative person you're probably heading to bed and then all of a sudden these ideas pop into your head i use this bastard to bounce ideas off until we come to a to a conclusion where i'm like i like that i like where you're going cool let's let's roll with that rather than just circling around in my own head or like bothering my friends at midnight that's smart honestly i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna start doing that for sure now nah, that yeah i feel like i'm not utilizing ai enough whereas like it's a, a resource that's there that i should really be using um even with like the whole contract thing like like that's genius like i can just ask it to put together a contract for me and it'll be done so yeah no nah, I'm, I'm gonna use those for sure so thank you oh, bro, all good hey man if you ever need some ai help I'm here, to, I'm here to help, brother. I know as much as I do, not not a lot, but I've done so much research in this because I'm like, I feel like this is the next wave for now. So you write it as much as you can while it's free almost. ChatGPT is the free version and the paid version. The paid version's all right. It's a little bit more in-depth in its thinking, but the free version works just as fine. Yeah. So with... The shape of skip the boat now what 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 is your kind of current direction and thinkings around the brand where, where do you want to see it kind of go in the next two years or so um in the next two years i really like even like within the next like one year to be honest like i really want to start um like kind of expanding out to like the international scene because I, I think I think the stuff that that Skip the Boat is doing in New Zealand is sick and I don't think even people in America and stuff do stuff as cool as us you know what I mean so I think kind of expanding over to the international side where we're kind of hitting places like Australia America you know even a Asia and stuff would be cool um so yeah there's a lot of plans to kind of kind of expand out to that but then also kind of just growing things over here as well you know kind of taking it to the next level where um you know it's it's not not as small base stuff it's kind of like growing it out to a whole nother level where we're kind of bringing in more people to kind of help us and doing a bigger bigger project than than ever before so i mean i like to kind of take things as they come because i because i know that like if if i have an idea um i'll kind of get sick of it um if, if, if it's just in my head for too long so i mean it's like 
it's ever changing um but it's all leading to something much bigger and stuff and i i feel like that's like the cool thing about it that that you know eventually it's going to be something so much bigger than it is now so i feel like people that that support it now and are on that wave are 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 there like very early um even though the, the brand's been going on for three years, I think even now it's it's really early point to be following the brand because I think it's just going to explode um, even this year. Like by the end of this year, it's going to be at a whole nother level. So yeah, I don't know. It's just exciting to me. I heard a, um, a market, I was listening to a marketing podcast the other day and they said, yeah, within the four to five year mark, that's when you see the exponential growth because you've, you've stuck around through those cutting your teeth stages and now you're ready to pop off. So I'm excited to see it continue to grow, right? It sounds like you've got so many amazing plans on the forefront. Do you think you'll start off with just sorting out a team, say, for example, in Australia first before you make the whole shift over and operate both at the same time, or would it go one or the other? Um, Like, it, like the thing that's tough for me is I find it really difficult to... I guess build a team, um, and like I've started to slowly start start build, building a team and, and create kind of like a core group of people that kind of help with things. But it's 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 very difficult because I don't believe that other people will work as hard as you for something that's not theirs, you know. Um, and and the thing is, like I I don't blame them for that. Like um, I've worked jobs where you know, like sure, like I'll go there and I'll do the work, but when I clock out, I I, I I, I just don't care about it you know like my my day's done whereas skip the boat to me like there there is no clock in clock out it's it's constant it's 24 hours um and you can't really expect someone to come in and think like that um and 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 it's difficult because i think like with every other business and brand it's 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 like the culture around it is very different you know um it's it's about profit and making money and stuff so 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 you hire people that are going to come in and and help you with that whereas my thing with the brand is like i need people that understand that it's it's not about the money um even me like i don't take a personal pay out of it i kind of put it all back into the brand just to reinvest and just put it back in and grow it um and people will come in and they'll have this kind of mentality of making money where i'm like no like that's not it like that that's not what the brand is and um, it, it's very difficult to kind of get that across to people because they don't understand. Like, even when we're trying to put on shows and stuff and we're going to venues and ask them, hey, can, can we use this space? We're trying to throw a free show with these international artists and all this stuff. Um, they don't get it either because they're like, why would you throw a free show? You're just going to waste money. Like, how do you make money out of it? I'm like, we don't. Like, 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 it's not about making money. And to them, it just sounds so fishy. And we get turned down by a million places because they think it's like, like it sounds like a scam or something. Um so, so i feel like we live in a world where it's very like money motivated and trying to trying to show anyone that that's not what we care about is just it sounds scammy i guess which is kind of sad but yeah so i mean i i think if if we were to expand to australian stuff the way that i would really do it is um i, I would really try to build like a stronger kind of core team of people that i trust here that can kind of take over like the operations here that need to be done um, which would really just be, hey, um, package orders, get them sent out, you know? And then going over to Australia, I would really want to lead it with the creative side and everything, you know? Because um, I would want to be there to, like, really launch something big over there. 
Um, so I feel like that's really important that like the creative side is so, is, is so crucial because at the end of the day, like I'm not trying to sell a pro like a product. I'm trying to sell a story and ideas and cool shit to people. It's, it's not just about physical pro- product. It's, it's, it's the hype. Sorry. I went on for way too long with that. <laughs> but yeah. No, it's good, bro. I always tell people, if you feel like going on too long, you're probably not. You're probably just <laughs> touching on the surface of what you could be talking about, bro. That's so interesting because it's so true. Like when you have something that you're so passionate about and you're invested like 130% in and you ask someone, oh, like, can you take a look at this? They're never as interested in you. Like if you record something for the very first time, oh, bro, can, can you take a look at this, please? What do you think? Yeah. Oh, no, it's all good, man. You're like, no, is it like mean or is it what? Yeah, no, exactly. Because like, I mean, it's 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 not their like passion and it's not their like thing, you know what I mean? And and you can't expect it to be their thing either. Like they've got their own things and they've got their own passions, um, which is completely understandable. Like, you know, like you can't really expect others to care as much about this, about your passion as as them, which sucks. But I mean, it is what it is. Like, like you can't change that. Um, it is what it is. Ah, and you should never ever be discouraged people if you are trying to start your own thing and people aren't as interested as you are because at the end of the day it's your thing this is your baby this is your child like you're not as interested in other people's babies as they are so this you just got to take as like your own child yeah no it goes both ways and um but yeah i mean at the start like i i've noticed even with a bunch of other brands um people won't really be as like supportive until it really starts like making impact and then they'll start coming in and support. And, you know, I've seen that as well. Um, like a lot of people when I was at uni and stuff kind of saw it as a joke. Um, and they would laugh at the brand and be like, Oh yeah. How's that brand of yours going? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, like I, I remember being at uni cause I, I was just trying to promote the shit out of my brand. Like, like I would go around handing out stickers to everyone and anybody like, I, I had no care like I, I was just trying to you know get the name out there um and I remember people being so annoyed like bro like stop trying to promote your brand I was like like no like like this is what I enjoy doing you know and then those same people like when they saw that I got a billboard up and everything they're like wow like you know like they're doing re- really well um and it's just weird to see how people switch up when there's a bit of hype around something that you, you've worked so hard to build it's crazy though like, like you've got um say you've got a product for 60 bucks and then someone else is selling another t-shirt for you know 90 bucks and they're like no nah, i'm buying this because you know x y and z's already wearing it man uh, no one's wearing your shit yeah it's like bro when they do don't don't be asked for no free shit exactly exactly <laughs> oh man so with your um event promotion as well as your clothing brand is that kind of the first of its kind in Aotearoa the way it's run currently um I'm sure other people are doing similar stuff um and I'm sure I wasn't like the first to do it and you know I'm not going to be the last to do it um I can't I can't think of or name any anyone that's kind of doing it to the scale of us um, especially with the free shows and all that kind of stuff. I can't I can't think of anyone that's doing it like that. Um, but I mean, it all kind of happened by coincidence for for me as well because I mean <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like I feel like it, it was all kind of like happening by accident because it, it was the year when COVID came into play. Um, so I was doing these events and then I couldn't do events because COVID hit. 
and it made it very very difficult where i was like shoot like how do i keep this like momentum going even though it was very very small momentum there was there was a bit you know and i was really interested in keeping that alive i was like how can i keep this going when i can't do shows anymore because we're all like tra- trapped inside um so during that time i just started to like study and learn about how i could do clothing um and then i i started doing clothing because i was like all right well i can't do events so i'll just start doing clothing because i know it sounds cool and it sounds fun and i can tell stories and i was really passionate about like telling stories and like a non-conventional way of just kind of speaking to people but instead of like putting it on t-shirts and trying to sell the story like that you know so it's kind of like wearable stories in a sense um and that that really started to take off and people enjoyed it um i remember like getting my first sale and i was like freaking out i'm pretty sure i have like a video of it um because it it was it was so cool to me how how i was like wow like someone just spent their hard earned money on something i I created and and that idea was like insane to me because I was like if if I can sell two shirts I can sell 200 because it's the same thing but it's just trying to like scale it up you know um so all I really needed was that was that tiny bit of belief that someone was going to buy something that I created to have the confidence to go all right I'm going to I'm one day I'm going to be able to sell 200 of these or 500 of these um so I feel like that confidence went a long way for sure Wow, that's wicked. So you said it was just storytelling that really got you into putting it onto T-shirts and telling stories through clothing. And then where did the storytelling come in for you? Like, where did that passion come from? Um, Well, for me, like growing up and stuff, like I, I, I always found it quite difficult to just like open up and tell people like how I feel. Um, I don't know why, like, it, it could just be, like, my, my like, background or, like, my family and stuff. But, like, t- to me, it was more just, like, you know, I'll, I'll keep it inside. Um, so being able to kind of tell it in a way that's not so direct as, like, me speaking it and explaining it. Um, but also being able to, like, channel in, like, my creative side of, like, yo, like, like you know, this, this looks cool and I, I can do this. And, you know, like, this little piece, like, means this and this means that. Um, it was just enjoyable and it was a creative way to be able to do something that I never really had like the confidence to just like talk and speak about. Um, so I found that really cool. And then on top of that, being able to see people wear it, it was just like a whole nother thing. It was like, Whoa, like, like this is so cool. Like, like people are wearing like the like story that, that I've, I've been trying to tell. Um, and I don't know. I just, I just, I love that. And then like all the stories are like just inspired by my life. You know, I feel like, um, it's just events and stuff that have ha- happened in my life, like ideas and stuff that I have and stuff that I just want to like talk about. So, I mean, I like the er- earlier stages. It was more so, it was, it was more so kind of like w- one, it was like chasing your dreams. Cause I was really trying to convince myself like, Hey, like I can do this, you know? So, so it was kind of like a way of me to tell the story to myself, like, Hey, like, like I can do it. Um, and then there was a lot of like heartbreak stuff involved because like of the time of doing it all, I was go- going through it all. You know what I mean? um and then slowly it started to like, like shift a lot um but but i always try to keep that theme going where you know like every now and then th- there's something about like chasing your dreams and that's why like the the like slogan for the brand is from me to you i hope your dreams come true um it just stuck and i thought it was a really cool quote and i don't know like i think it go it, go, it goes a long way because knowing that there's someone out there that believes in you kind of gives you the confidence to believe in yourself and it kind of all channels back to the whole first drop where someone believed in me and it gave me the confidence to believe in myself too. 
that's such a powerful thing having that self-belief and in yourself and your abilities because I feel like for so long and maybe it's because of our school systems we get drilled into this isn't what you're good at you're not good at this you you're kind of good at that you should be better here and all these limitations on our capabilities kind of attack our, our self-belief because I know for me I was I still am terrible at math so coming through school you know anything to do with math just automatic my self-belief is just zero um, my want to succeed in that space becomes zero because of all those negative connotations do you think that kind of plays a part in it for sure for sure but but I I also believe that self-belief is like one of the most crucial factors in um achieving anything and and it is very very difficult to find that because especially when you when you're built up and you're kind of raised with you know, like, like when we're young, everyone has such like big ambitions and dreams and stuff. And then a- as you start to grow up, you get more and more people, especially people that are close to you, like parents and stuff, kind of tell you like, no, like you, you can't do this. You can't do this. Like find like a real job, you know? Um, and that kind of just shatters self-belief like crazy. And trying to build that back up is, is very difficult. But I also think it's, it's like the number one ingredient to, to finding success. Cause if you don't believe in yourself, like you, you can't expect others to believe in you either. Um, so self-belief, if you can believe in yourself and you know, for a fact that, that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve, it, it, it goes a tremendously long way um, to, to getting to where you want to go. But it's trying to find that and channel that, which is so difficult because I've met and talked to so many people and, um, and, and they have really big dreams, but, but they don't believe in themselves. And, and as much as I'll, I'll, I'll try and tell them, like, look, like, you can do this. Like, look, you know, I'll, I'll help you. I'll, I'll do all this. Um, if they don't believe it, it's, 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 it's not going to go anywhere. You know, I can believe them like 110%. You know, I can pull my whole bucket of self-belief even into their bucket. But, you know, if their bucket has holes in it, it's not going to do anything. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest form of self-sabotage too because like everyone's potential is limitless. But I think the limiter in that factor is that self-belief. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So Fano, Fano, whatever it is, just, just do it. We all believe in you and we all want to see each other succeed because there's no room at the table for haters, man. There's plenty of room for, for everyone to pour up their dreams and go get it. Yeah. Life's too no, short ab- not to absolutely. chase those dreams. Yeah. And, and it's weird because like it, it's real cliche to, to be like, oh, like everything's possible. You know, like, like it's a very like cliche term, but, but it really is. Like, like that's the thing. And, and pe- people don't really understand that, but it is possible. Um, like I wish I could drill that into some people because I think they really, really need it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it reminds me like I I remember reading something or something, and it, and it kind of said like um, you know, like everything started with self belief. You know, like if if someone didn't believe that it was possible to fly over water on metal, we would have never had planes. But so, you know, like someone believed in it. And, and if someone didn't believe that like, you can go into a room and flip a switch and light comes on, we would have never had lights. But, you know, someone believed in it. So it's, it's just ha- having that belief that, like, whatever you want to do, you can do. And especially in, t- like, today's age where we have the internet and there's a billion ways to make money, you can literally do whatever you want and make money off it. You know, if you enjoy watching TV, you can start a podcast talking about TV shows. 
like it's limitless and and people people just don't understand it because they see careers and passions as as two separate things but it's not like that at all you know um they are very much intertwined like especially now like I, i would understand it if you're talking about 50 years ago um when when it was very much like follow this path get a job and do this but now if you're not turning your passion into a career um it's going to waste because this is the one time in life when we're given this opportunity that no one else in history has ever had before to make a career out of your passion doing whatever you want thanks to the internet yeah no one's had this amount of freedom since i think since our ancestors as maori jumped on a waka and decided that they were going to come to aotearoa to discover this place we have the opportunity to as i say on on my hoodies i have um no, you can't even see it on this camera but it says keo ringa ringa tao which means the world is in your hands and the world really is in your hands if you want to shape it to be a square you can shape it to be a square if you like it as a sphere it can be a sphere if you want it to be flat you can make it flat Barnos. It's, it's up to you that's in your hands and just started a little bit of self-belief but it's all up to you absolutely no i love that absolutely so let's dive into more about that sort of self-belief because a lot of whānau don't have that and for you did that come from just having so much passion to want to succeed in this or was it from your escape to university when did that sort of flip switch and you go I, I do believe in everything that I can achieve um so it's weird because as I was growing up and even in high school and stuff so like I, I, I had a bunch of dreams. Like, one, like, I really wanted to be a footballer, and my parents shut that down so quick. They're like, that's not a job. And, like, the thing is, like, I don't even blame them because, like, so my my background's Indian, right? So so they came from India um, and, like, when they were, like, 20. Um, so them doing that is, is, is a huge thing where it's, like, it, it's given me an opportunity to, like, create something of myself you know which, which i'm really really grateful for but like they they never had that kind of freedom you know um for them it was like their their, their biggest goal in life was just to make it out of the country um so I, you know like i i completely understand that but like being told that i couldn't do that and then so i was really into like video editing where i think like a lot of my creativity started like this was in high school and i used to edit a bunch of like um old like video games and stuff like call of duty um and i was really like i was obsessed with it dude like i would come home like non-stop and i'll just edit edit play edit 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 and i think like that's really like where the roots of what i do started because you know there were like these clans and stuff and you know like it, it was like this whole thing where it was like many businesses inside you know and i kind of stuff from that but i was like yo i'm really passionate about this what i want to do with my life is i want to edit like music videos and like all this cool stuff and my parents were like, there's not enough jobs as a video editor. So I like shut that out again, which which made no sense because at the time when I was 15, I was making $20,000 a year editing for people in a video game. So I could easily move that into a real life thing. But 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 I stayed away from it because they told me, you know, and, and at that age, like you, you, you really look up to people that are older than you and your parents and family and stuff so if they tell you no you're like no i can't do that you know and it just shut me out straight away even though like the formula was there like it was proven that i could make money doing what i enjoyed doing but i had no self-belief because it was crushed by them right so it was completely gone so i was going through this age where i, I left high school I was like, okay i can't do this i can't do this i can't do this not because i couldn't do it only because i was told i couldn't do it so i stayed away from it um 
I think it was only when when I went to uni and I kind of had a bit more independence and I could really start to like figure out who I was where you know I wasn't around I guess family and and, and the people that I've kind of grown up with you know um and this isn't to say that my family's bad like I love my family you know and I'm very grateful for like what they've given me um it's just different mentalities right so going to uni and kind of being around different kind of people um and just trying to find myself you know it was, it was it was a lot more being independent so i really had the time to like reflect and be like all right well like what do i want to do and then a lot of like you know listening to podcasts and reading and watching videos i i, I like started like put together this idea that like yo like i i can do what i want to do or like i should at least try it you know like, like there's no harm in trying because at least i can say like i tried it and and if i fail okay i fail what do i lose a a bit of time and money okay like it's it's far better to lose that than to never do it and just be stuck with your whole life thinking like damn like imagine if I did do it and I did become that you know like that's way more painful than time and money um so yeah I and then it just picked up because I I like had the self-belief to like at least start something which was the biggest thing and then when I found success in it um, and, and it wasn't a whole, like, it wasn't much success at all. Like, in fact, a lot of people at that point would be like, that's not success at all. But seeing that I could at least make a tiny bit of an impact and, you know, I could kind of bring people here and I could sell like maybe like 30 shirts. That was enough where I was like, all right, it's, it's, it's possible. Like, if you can convince one person to buy something, if you can convince one person to come to your show, you can convince a thousand people to buy something. You can convince a thousand people to come to your show. It's just trying to find them. Yeah, and just to touch back briefly on on parents they want us to be successful but their vision of success is different to ours because the world they grew up in was get a job work hard and have a family either move out of a country or um, buy your own home that that's that generation that's their goals that's their their success our generation, because we have access to so much more, we can live the quote-unquote American dream in a different country. 100%. So. 100%. Exactly, man. And, like, I wish more, more people would just understand that, like, we're literally at the best time to be alive because we have this opportunity that no one else ever had before. You know, like, I would understand that if it was 50 years ago and you had to do that and, yeah, it sucks. But, like, literally right now, we're connected to probably way too many people that we shouldn't be connected to <laughs> at all times, which is like, that's just opportunity to create something out of it. Like if I wanted to do what I do now back then, I would have had to go and try and buy like a physical store and sell t-shirts out of it. Now I can just sit at home, click, click, click. All right. I've sold a thousand shirts. Like it's never been more easier. So it's just like, I wish people would really understand that like, this is the time to just chase your dreams, especially because we're so young. Like, chase it now, because it's never been better to do so. I'd hate to look back on life and be like, man, I should have started. I wish I did, because look at the bro now. Like, look at Herman now. He's He says he's small, and you wait till he blows <laughs> up, and he's like, man, I should have been on that. Could have done the same thing. It's yeah. crazy. And, and it's real sad, because, you know, like, there's a bunch of people that, that if, even I know that, like, I studied with, that are working jobs from their degree that they really just don't like it at all. Um, and, and, and I tell them, like, why? Like, you know, like, why not try to do something? Or, like, at least start, like, a side hustle of, like, a passion project, you know, and just see how it goes in, in, in your spare time. Um, 
but they just don't have that self-belief like built up so they kind of feel like no this is what i have to do like like this is my life you know i'm going to work five days a week and i'm going to live on saturday and sunday for the rest of my life so i'm going to live two days out of seven um and they've just accepted that and if someone accepts it and they're not willing to change i'm not going to go out of my way to be like no change like it's it's their life at the end of the day like i can only preach as as much as i can but at the end of the day you have to make the choices for your own life and if that's the life that you choose to live you know you you you've dug your grave and now it's time to sit in it so it's what it is yeah and it's like that old saying you can't keep beating a dead horse and so everyone's like so fixated on where you're currently at they're like oh but you're you can say that because you're here you're selling a thousand shirts you're not selling 30 shirts you're not selling two shirts so they're always fixated on where someone else is at versus where they're at yeah but like the thing is like they don't understand that like i was there i was at that point like i was selling t-shirts at the back of my car i was i was going to classes asking the, the people like if i could speak to them for two minutes and try to tell them hey look i've got this clothing brand please buy a t-shirt like like i've been doing that and i was doing that and i would gladly do it again because to be honest those were some of the most most enjoyable times of my life where i actually had to grind and create a name because no one knew who i was and it was fun being like, all right, no one knows me now, but I promise you in two years time, they will, you know, like that was enjoyable to me. It was like, it was like, I know something that, that these people don't, they don't know that they're walking past someone who's going to have a huge brand one day, you know? And it's oh, like, it's, 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 it's just frustrating because I like, I was at that point too. Like, like, it's not like my brand blew up overnight. Like I've worked like insanely hard to like get to where I am. You know, I post pretty much every single day for the past two years on on social media without missing a day um you know and i constantly think about this stuff and i don't know like <laughs> I, I feel like it's so much easier to see on the outside and be like oh yeah well like that brand's dropped this t-shirt and it blew up and, and 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 now the brand's big but no there were 50 or so drops before that which completely flopped but i just had to take my losses turn them into learning and then eventually one hit you know it it it, it wasn't luck it was just working day in day out to get to where i was trying to get that's it you just got to be consistent with it and you know go with that fea mentality fuck them all focus on you don't worry about watching what any other brand is doing or any other person in your industry is doing just do what you got to do and if you don't have time make some time there's 24 hours in a day if you work eight hours there's still 16 left you don't need to sleep all 16 get up earlier go to bed later do whatever you got to do make shit happen we've got access to everything yeah i feel like the biggest thing that i've learned is if you really want something um you'll you'll get it you know um the people that don't, they'll they'll make excuses as to why they can't get it. You know, like I'll tell people, I'm like, all right, well, why don't you go do 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 this when you finish work for like two hours? And they're like, nah, because I have to get up at this time. All right, so so you just don't want it as bad as you say you do. Because if you really did, you would work until the sun's up. You know, because you want it that bad, but you don't. Um, so it's you know, just stop lying to me and stop lying to yourself because you know you you make your own choices and you know it's it's easy to talk the talk but it's not so easy to walk the walk and that's what i've really seen um and yeah and, and, just, and just touching up on that um on that on the, on the idea that like um you know i feel like a lot of people see other brands and stuff as competitors which is so weird to me because like there's enough space for everyone to win um i see other brands and i'm like yo what they're doing is cool and i do my best to like support them because 
it's cool being able to see people do what you do as well. You know, like there's a lot to learn from them. And, and, and I don't know. I, I feel like this whole mentality where it's like, oh, it's either me or him is, is the most toxic thing. Um, you know, I want to see everyone win. I want to see everyone doing what they love. Like, you know, that, that, that's the goal. Um, so to shoot people down is, is, is the worst thing ever. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I see it so much, which is just, it's, it's foolish. It, it's just foolish. Yeah. I think it goes back to just that whole culture within New Zealanders that, nah, once someone gets too big, we got to pull them back down to earth. And it's like, sometimes you got to realize that the person you're trying to pull back down to earth is already down to earth. And they're just trying to uplift you to their status. And you're just a little bit narrow-minded that you can't see past your own arrogance that you want them to be at your level rather than you reaching their levels and heights, man. Because it is possible. Like you keep saying, it's all down to self-belief doing it and if you really want it as much as you say you do then you'll do anything to make it happen sacrifice your weekends sacrifice a little bit of sleep you don't need to sleep for eight hours i can get off for four we're good <laughs> 30 minute yeah. nap throughout the day you're sweet mm, no exactly exactly yeah and i feel like when 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 people aren't in the shoes that that you're in they love to kind of paint a picture about who they think you are um, and, and, and they'll take that and they'll run with it. And, and I've seen that a lot where, uh, you know, like, I think, I think it happens quite a lot, even with me when, um, you know, people kind of assume that, like, this is what I'm thinking or, or this is how I'm acting. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not like that at all. Um, and those that know me know that. But the people that don't, they'll be so quick to kind of paint a picture of like, oh, like, this is this is his like, 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 this is what he's trying to do. And when it's not like that at all. But at the end of the day, like, I can't, I can't control what people think of me you know and and i'm not going to change my actions just to please others like i'll you know i do what what i think is best um for the brand and people will agree some people won't but until you're 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 in that person's shoes like you can't really um judge them i guess i don't definitely um from your safe space of a computer you shouldn't even be trying to judge anyone but i want to ask a question based around that do you find it easier to have people judge you less because of the content that you're able to put out and show people a little bit of the behind the scenes of what you have to go through to make you know events happen to get products to launch no i i think i think by doing that you you open up a vulnerable space to be judged even more um and criticize more as well because people pick up on stuff and be like, oh like this and this and that um i just don't care i feel like when you're kind of putting yourself out on the internet like that you're you're you're, you're gonna get hate and you're gonna get judged it's what it is like um it, it it doesn't affect me like like i'm not losing sleep at the end of the night thinking like oh user 487386 said i look ugly like dude i don't care like like i'm behind the screen you know what i mean like like it doesn't affect me at all um but, but like that's part of it and and at the end of the day like i have so much support from the people that that follow the brand that you know i would rather show them appreciation and reply to them and show them love than replying to a person that's just trying to hate just because they're bored and um, at the end of the day what it's probably like a 14 year old behind their phone um, just bored as shit, just trying to tip it with that, you know, like, like it, it doesn't affect me, like, I, I've been in those shoes as well, you know, like, I used to play video games with, where people had, like, these, like, mics on, and they were talking shit to people, like, oh, like, I don't care about a comment saying this or that, so, so it's just weird to me, like, it doesn't affect me at all, um, and there's a whole lot more love and support shown 
than the one hater. But it, it always feels like that one hate comment stands out a whole lot more than the hundred comments that are supporting you, which just sucks. But yeah, I mean, I think people get like really teared down by those a lot of the time where they think like, oh no, like th- this person thought this and this person that thought that. But dude, like people are always going to think something about you. Um, it's what it is. It's, it's just how, how you take it and how you deal with it. You know, if, if, you, if you're going to be sad and cry about it, um, you shouldn't put yourself on the internet because that's what the internet yeah. is. Like people are like that, you know, and you just have to accept that. Yeah, and like I'm not big enough yet to get any hate comments, but I'm thankful for my cousins growing up. For any hate comments, man, you can comment on my glasses, the gap in my teeth, my big <laughs> nose, the way I walk. I don't care. I've heard it all. There's nothing new people can come up with that I haven't been hit with. But when they do, I'm like, bro, that's actually funny. I like that. I'm gonna tell my cousins because I'll crack up too. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, like I'm cracking up at half the comments, like talking shit, like like. I, I like find them funny you know like i'm not there being butthurt about it i'm like yo like that that's funny as shit like i'm pretty sure someone dropped like a diss track on me like last week and i was cracking up i was like yo this i was like yo this is actually fire i was like yo i actually think this is good music um and then they i think they performed it live like last weekend or something and um and, and, I, and I thought it was so cool i was like yo how are you and then he was like screaming like the words out of like my, my like name and talking shit i was like yo this shit like slaps like how are you you know like <laughs> like what like i'm not gonna get upset by it. like i i think it's cool you know i, I don't know i just think it's cool um but yeah when you start getting hate comments it, it's a good sign because it means that you're doing something right and, and i'm sure it's gonna come eventually um so so yeah now when you get your first one dude i'm telling you it, it's it's a, it's a good sign. It's, it's a good sign for sure. Should we screenshot it, put it on a post, and be like, Mama, we made it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> frame it out. Like, like, print it out. Get it on a frame and put it in your room because that's when shit's going to start taking off for sure. Uh, no, nah, I'm looking forward to it then, which is a weird thing to say, but hey, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Uh, we'll get into a few of the final things that we normally do on the show before we start wrapping up and let you go, my bro. So one of them is if you were sitting in front of, because you're 25 now, let's go with let's go with 19 year old Herman. If he was, you know, sitting in the same room as you, uh, what's something you'd say to him? Whether it be advice, um, just a you know a word of what's up, what's good, what would you say to him? I think. Um it's tough because like i feel like if i say anything it's going to change like everything that's happened and i'm scared of that happening but um i feel like the like biggest thing is like you'll fi- like everything's going to work out and you'll figure it out because i spent so much time in that age where i was like i got no clue what i want to do um I, I think yeah it was it was the year before i went to uni and i was like at a point where i was like what do i do like i have no clue and you know i was losing sleep over it all the time i was like oh I- everyone's doing stuff with their life and I have no clue what I'm doing. So like, I would just be like, yo, like it's all good. Like everything is going to work out and you're going to be exactly where you want to be one day. Um, Just let the world and the universe do its thing and everything's going to be okay. Cause I feel like at that age, I really needed that. That's some amazing guidance. You know, that's like that, that older brother love that you kind of get eh? that in that quote there. And it's ambiguous enough not to, change the trajectory of your your current path hmm. yeah because right. i feel like everything everything that happened like had to happen like like i had to go through everything to really 
figure out who I was to to create something like this. Um, but yeah, it was just part of it. So yeah, everything will be fine. Everything's gonna work. And it's all about growth, Fano, is that you are where you're supposed to be because of the events that happened in your life, you know. Who knows where Herman would have been if he ended up going to university at, straight out of high school, you know. Who knows. So on the flip side of talking to you from the past, if you could look back on this podcast episode in five to ten years, what's something that you'd like to say to your future self? To my future self? Yeah, yeah. So when you look look back at this in 10 years, you want to be able to say something to yourself. I want to say I'm proud of you. Um, you did everything that you set out to do. Um, and yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud. Like, we did that shit, man. Like, fuck yeah. Like, dude, I'm stoked. Hell yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to come back to this and play this in five to 10 years. And I'm going to hear myself being so happy for myself in the future. So yeah, proud moment right now. I feel, I feel awesome. I did it that's beautiful and like just being proud of your own success is such a huge thing because you know so many of us get told to not be proud of what we are and stuff like that so i reckon yeah when you do come back herman welcome back brother (laughs) you should be proud of where you are man because you are an amazing human my man keep doing you another um thing that we do on the show this is probably one of my favorite parts of the show is that I have a sneaker box that I've deemed the dream deposit box. Uh, it says always remember when they doubted you. It's uh, a Trey Young sneaker. <laughs> um, but inside everybody has put their dreams. Um, everyone that has come on the show has shared up to three dreams. So we've got, and mine included, um, we've got things like, um, Jack Nelson, he wants to own a clothing brand. He wants to do sports clothes. Um, Marcus wants to have a family. Um, Tali would like a private practice that is allowed to utilize midi midi, which is a, a traditional Maori form of massage. Um, I put, I would like to write a book one day. Uh, I'd also like to finish my master's thesis. But I think one of the most powerful ones is from, have you seen on TikTok and um, Facebook, Bear King, the Māori guy from, or the Samoan guy from Christchurch? I don't think so, no. He, he came on the show early on, and his dream was just to make it to 30, because he's seen a whole bunch of shit in his life, and friends not quite make it, so one of his biggest um, dreams is to make 30. And I thought that was quite powerful. Mm. So... What are some of Herman's dreams? Um, see, it's weird because like I actually had like a wall in my room with like all my dreams on, on the wall, and I would wake up every day and see it, which is so. It was, I think there was like six of them, but I would say like like three biggest. So like one is I want to give a TED talk one day. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, I don't know why. Like I like I, I just always remember watching TED talks when I was younger, and I was like, damn, it'd be so cool to like do that one day. Um, and especially because I was like a real shy kid growing up. So like, it's, it's a big change where it's like, now I really do want to go speak to a crowd. I think it'll be cool. Um, the other one is I want to throw a festival with 50,000 people. No less 50,000. If it's for 49,999, I won't be happy. It's going to be 50,000. <laughs> 50 exact. Um, nice. And then 
like I don't really know how to put this one into words, but like the big big goal for me is is to kind of um, like change the system where people are able to live their dreams confidently. Um, so kind of whether it's you know just inspiring or it's being able to pr- provide like a platform where like people can like chase their dreams with, without being scared of like oh I'm like. I'm going to fail or whatever, you know, like kind of creating like a support structure where it's more common to to see people go and chase their dreams instead of having to go through this path of go to uni and do this and that. Um, So I think it'd be really cool to somehow, I I don't know how you say that in words, but some kind of support structure where where people can chase their dreams. That's a big one for me. All right. right. Hopefully I, I worded this well enough. Uh, provide and inspire a support structure for people to achieve their dreams. I like that. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Awesome. Far out. Those are amazing. Um, the fifty thousand people festival. Where, where are we having it, bro? I'm coming. Where, where, where is it going to be? I don't know, man. I got no clue yet. <laughs> somewhere it'll be somewhere, and and I'll see you there. Absolutely. So. Oh, hard up, bro. And that that final dream that you had, as as well as um. The TED Talk, the TED Talk's going to be amazing. You can probably have that at your festival. <laughs> that way you can just have it all all ticked off at one. But your your final dream about providing and inspiring a support structure for people to go out there and achieve their dreams is, is not only beautiful, but so needed right now. In, in a world where so many people are unsure of what they can do, what their um, abilities are, and where they want to go in life is... Yeah, having a platform where they can just get after it. Because at the end of the day, you want to at least achieve one dream in your life. You don't want to go through achieving other people's dreams unless it's sort of on the pathway for you to achieve yours. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Man, I'm cautious of the time and I I do let you go, uh, even though I could carry on this this forever, man. It's been an amazing corridor and I've had so much fun. Um, But is there anything you want to leave with the uh, whānau that listen, um, where they can find you? I'll link everything down below as well in the um, YouTube video and the podcast platforms online. But is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience with? From me to you, I hope your dreams come true. I feel like that's all I got to say. But yeah, man, I just want to see people live their dreams. So I really hope, like, if they made it this far and they played this whole thing, I really hope that it inspired some of them to, like, go out and actually, you know, even if it's a small amount, but just making some kind of effort to really get to where they want to be, that would be a huge dub, huge dub. If, if it just inspires one person, I would, I would love that. Hard out, and for that one person listening... I'll see you at the top when we get there, Fano. when we get there. Oh, bro. But, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Herman. I really do appreciate it, man. This is this has been such a cool experience, and it's been amazing listening to your corridor and your experiences, bro. It's, it's yeah, it's eye-opening, I think, listening to some of your corridor. Very inspiring. And I, I do know that uh, some of the listeners that will be listening to this will take a lot out of it. It's been a great corridor, bro. So thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you. No, honestly, I, I really appreciate it. Just having a platform to speak on is, is huge. So thank you very much for this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Always welcome back, brother, whenever you need to. 
let me know. Always got a space for, for anyone to come and share their experiences. And that includes you, Fano, listening. So if you have made it this far, like the bro said, thank you so much for listening. This has been the 99 Dreams podcast. We've had Herman on as a guest today. So Fano, take care. Modi order.